Hey, welcome back to Sword and Spirit Fire Podcast. I'm going to read some portions of scripture out of John chapter 3 in the Passion Translation. And let's talk about this. There was a prominent religious leader among the Jews named Nicodemus, who was a part of a sect called the Pharisees and a member of the Jewish ruling council. One night he discreetly came to Jesus and he said, Master, We know that you are a teacher from God, for no one performs the miracles and signs that you do unless God's power is with them. Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can perceive God's kingdom realm, they must first experience a rebirth. Nicodemus said, rebirth? How can a gray-headed man be reborn? It's impossible for a man to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. Jesus answered, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and spirit wind, you will never enter God's kingdom realm. For the natural realm can only give birth to the things that are natural, but the spiritual realm gives birth to supernatural life. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You must be born from above. For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it is going. So it is within the hearts of those who are spirit-born. Then Nicodemus replied, But I don't understand. What do you mean? How does this happen? Jesus answered, Nicodemus, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel? And yet you don't understand this revelation? I speak eternal truths about things I know, things I've seen and experienced, and still you don't accept what I reveal. If you're unable to understand and believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? No one has risen into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man, who also exists in heaven. God knows what we need and when we're ready. Just like Jesus said to Nicodemus, if you're not able to perceive the natural things I say to you and believe them, How are you going to receive the spiritual truths, the supernatural things, and believe them? In John chapter 3, Jesus' first miracle is recorded. No, I'm sorry, in John chapter 2, Jesus' first miracle is recorded, where he turns the water into wine at the wedding. When his mother says something to him, his response to her is, My dear one, you don't understand that if I do this, it won't change anything for you but it will change everything for me. My hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. Have you ever thought about when you're crying out to the Lord for salvations and for signs, wonders, miracles, have you ever thought about that maybe the Lord knows that the moment he allows you to perform a miracle, the moment signs and wonders begin to follow you, things of that nature begin to happen to you, that it's going to actually change your life. And God who searches the heart of man actually knows what we're ready for and when and how it's going to affect us, how it's going to affect the people around us. Just had this thought that just kind of hit me tonight in my spirit as I was reading these. And I just thought, I want to share this. Because oftentimes we're so hungry and we keep crying out wanting to do these things and we want to see God do these things and we want to do these things with God. 
but we skip the part of asking the Lord to prepare us, to ready us, to mature us, to give us wisdom, to give us humility, to help us to have the character strong enough to be able to hold the things that he has in store for us to do with him. Jesus said that we would do the works that he did and even greater works would we do. Now he came to destroy all the works of darkness. Now we are supposed to also be destroying the works of darkness and doing great works. We should be healing the sick, preaching the gospel, setting captives free, all of these kind of things. But God is not ignoring our cries and our prayers when we ask to do the miraculous, when we ask to walk in the supernatural. But maybe we need to pull back a level of our petitions and our prayers and begin to ask God to make us ready to perform the miracles, ready to do the greater works, ready to do these things that the Lord has already predestined and preordained for us to do and know that his timing is perfect, but he needs to do a deep sovereign work in us so that we don't fall. The Lord doesn't want us put, want to put us out there doing miracles or destroying the works of darkness, doing these kind of things. And our character have weak spots. Our foundations have weak spots to where all of a sudden we fall the moment somebody sees us do a miracle and it changes our life or it changes the life of our family members or even it can even change your community if you are from a small town and word gets around that you just healed blind eyes on the street corner your life is going to change and so is the lives of those who are close to you and the lord the lord foresees and he already knows what kind of changes this is going to bring about so we need to be and faith believing that God is going to use us to do the miraculous, to do the supernatural things that we cry out for, to even bring in harvest of souls and bring, bring salvation to lead others into the born again experience. But what is it that's hindering him from using us tomorrow? What is it that's in the way right now? What is it that we can pray that can be more alignment with heaven today that needs to be done in our life while we are already postured in faith believing that, hey, I'm a miracle worker. Hey, I walk in the supernatural. Hey, I bring souls into the kingdom of God. Those things should already just be settled in us that we are going to do those things because Jesus said that we're going to do those things. But what we have to petition for and cry out for is for God to create a clean heart in us, to renew a right spirit in us. For we have to learn how to humble ourselves under his mighty right hand, not him humble us. He will if we don't do it ourselves. But he told us to humble ourselves under his mighty right hand. We have got to make sure that our character, our integrity, our knowledge, our wisdom, all of our intimate relationship with him, our honor, all of those things are on point so that we can do the greater works, so that we can go on and fulfill the promises and fulfill the words that Jesus already spoke to us that, hey, in my name, you will cast out devils. You will heal the sick. Go and preach the good news. Go and set the captives free. Go and open the blind eyes. Go and heal the lepers. Go and call and, and, and enable the lame to walk. Go and do all of these kind of things. So today, I just encourage you to just ask the Lord, search your heart, search your life. What is it, Lord, that I can agree, that I can ask you for today that has to do with getting this vessel ready for walking in the supernatural tomorrow? All right.
I love you all. God blessings. I'm praying for you. I'll be back with you soon. Hey, have you found that little bubble that says voice message on it on your podcast app? Well, you can actually send me a message. You can actually record a voice message for me and send it in if you have comments or questions about a specific podcast or about Sword and Spirit podcast in general. If you want to comment, if you want to share testimonies, if you want to ask for prayer, if you want to ask questions, whatever you, I, whatever you have, I want to hear from you. So just send a voice activated message, that little bubble down at the bottom that says message, and who knows, maybe I'll even play your message on my next podcast. All right, thanks. Let's get back to the word. Okay, so back to Jesus' first miracle. When he said this to his mother, he said, My dear one, don't you understand that if I do this, it won't change anything for you, but it will change everything for me. Jesus was basically saying to her that, like, it's going to change your life very little if I do this miracle. But if I do my first public miracle right here, right now, it's going to dramatically change my ministry from this moment on. Because crowds are going to see the power that I possess. Jesus knows that his miracle ministry will, quote unquote, come out of hiding. And so by performing a miracle, he knew that things were going to be unveiled and revealed. And he knew that his life would change from that moment. But mothers, mothers have a way to get to the children's hearts. And Mary had an effect on Jesus. She had an influence on him. And with her encouragement, Jesus proceeded to go ahead and perform the miracle. So he performed the miracle. Six is the number of man. There were six stone water pots. Six is the number of man. And man was, because man was made on the sixth day. So the six stone pots could actually represent man's method of helping others. And it's no coincidence that these pots that were sitting nearby were actually used in the Jewish washing rituals because man can only cleanse himself so much, like basically a water equivalent. But when Jesus told them to fill those pots with water, there was nothing but water in them. But then Jesus, through his miraculous power, changed the water, which represents the word of God, into wine, which represents the spirit. The word of God in us combined with the Holy Spirit in us, changes the water into wine. True spiritual life can fill our vessel as we bring joy to the world. The fruit of the Spirit also includes joy, and there is no limitations on the joy that a child of God can have. So when we talk about Jesus going ahead and performing his first miracle, he already knew that it was going to change his life. When you begin to work miracles, when when God begins to allow you to be the vessel in which he works miracles through, it's going to change your life as well. So are you ready? Are you ready for the miraculous? Are you ready to step into a new level of the supernatural? God said he won't share his glory with any other. We know that we cannot touch the glory of God. 
We see in different parables where Jesus gets upset because of merchandisers in his father's house. And he turned over the tables in the temple. He pulled out a whip and he corrected them and he chastised them for merchandising things in his father's house. There are certain things that the Lord knows is in the human heart in general. And John chapter 2 and verse 23, it says, While Jesus was at the Passover feast, the number of his followers began to grow. And many gave their allegiance to him because of all the miraculous signs that they had seen him doing. But Jesus did not entrust himself to them because he knew how fickle human hearts can be. He didn't need anyone to tell him about the human nature for he fully understood what man was capable of doing. In other words, man can easily be moved by the miraculous, by signs, by wonders, by miracles. But we have to have a depth of character. Jesus said he didn't entrust himself to the people. We have to be in a place of intimacy and integrity with the Lord where we won't touch his glory and we will not even entrust ourselves unto certain people. The gift, the spirit, the word, they all belong to God. The glory belongs to God. The power, the power to work miracles, the supernatural, it belongs to God. And he really truly is searching and seeking the earth for vessels that are vessels of honor, fit for the master's use. But we need to make sure that we take the time to evaluate, not just in our human understanding, but with the Holy Spirit in the secret place, am I ready? What Lord do you see in my soul? What do you see in my heart? What tendencies may I have hidden tucked deep down that I don't even know yet? If you've never been tested with riches or fame or influence, you don't really even know how you could react to those kind of things all of a sudden coming into your life, but God knows. And so we can do prayer preparations to ready ourselves for the other things that we've already cried out for and the things that we, we know that God wants to use us to do so that we are humble, so that we are integrous, so that we are of good, strong, solid character, godly character, vessels of honor fit for the master's use. You can be a vessel of wrath or you can be a vessel of honor. I want to live my life in such a way that I can be a vessel of honor that is fit for the master to use, that I won't fall prey to temptation, but I also can say with all humility that I know I am human and I know that I have to spend this time in prayer preparation, asking God to seek my heart, remove insecurities, remove anything that may cause me to fall prey to influence of man, re remove anything that may cause me to even be afraid or just fearful and insecure when God tells me to do something. It takes great faith and great boldness, courage to work miracles. And so there are things like this that we need honest evaluation with the Holy Spirit being our partner. If we are crying out and we are believing that we are going to walk in the supernatural and do the things that God has predestined for us to, to do, we have to take the time to cry out like David did, create a clean heart in me, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We need a Holy Ghost boldness. We need our life to be threaded, literally supercharged with the power of the Holy Spirit. But we need eyes to see in prayer of how to pray over the things in our life. We need the wisdom to be the foundation, the principal thing in our life so that we can be truly ready to be that vessel fit for our master to use. 
All right, God blessings. I'll be back with you tomorrow. All scripture quotations are from the Passion Translation, copyright 2017 by Broad Street Publishing Group, LLC, used by permission, all rights reserved, thepassiontranslation.com.